Hi everybody, welcome to our vodcast, Marketing Vermont. I'm Matt Harrington, the Executive Director of the Bennington Regional Chamber of Commerce. I also have a decade of experience in marketing, communications, public relations, uh, and advertising. And with me today, as always... Yes, Aaron Fry. Um, also been in the digital space for over 10 years and uh, grew up in Vermont. So yeah, let's get started. Let's get started. So uh, episode number two, yep. um, a little bit of a backstory, real, real quick. Uh, this is originally a podcast. We want to double down on our content, so we're also videotaping as well, so making it a podcast. Uh, you can download, if you're listening to it, hopefully you already have, but you can download and definitely subscribe to the podcast um, on the various uh, stores that you might want to go to for Android or, or, or Apple. Yep. Um, but also, this video will be available on the Bennington.com website, as well as on YouTube and various platforms like that. Yep, so Spotify. Yep. yep, all those things. So uh, this is just an experience we want to bring to our audience in any which way that they digest content. Yep. Uh, and this specific vodcast, which is Marketing Vermont, is just about that, which is about marketing and, and the sub categories of that, communications, PR, yeah. uh, advertising, a lot around social digital as that's an emerging uh, platform and field. Um, so marketing, but also with a bent towards Vermont. So we're going to be, our audience should be and, and hopefully is, you know, everything from top level officials in Vermont, kind of dictating and determining the marketing campaign for Vermont all the way to uh, communities that are trying to rebrand uh, in, in, in rural Vermont. Uh, also small businesses. Yep. My members, other people that may not even be chamber members can absolutely listen to this. We want you to. We want you to learn. So small businesses. And then I think even you and I have talked about we want some audiences that, hey, if you're from rural Oregon or rural Tallahassee or wherever and this makes sense to you and, and, and you like this, please subscribe to this vodcast as well. And, you know, I think I'm hoping that this vodcast becomes authentic and real we're going to talk about something today that I, I even struggle with. So I want to be very, and I know you want to as well, Aaron, be very real about, we don't have all the answers. This is a 30-minute podcast where you and I can kind of hack away at it and see if we can't find yep. something to do tomorrow right. with the information we found today. No, definitely. I think we'll we'll touch a little bit on audience and kind of social icebreakers. And I think one of the things that through this podcast, vodcast, whatever you want to call it, will kind of over time be like show you that it's not as intimidating as it might mm -hmm. look to do social, to do digital marketing and that kind of stuff. And part of it is just rolling up your sleeves in a lot of cases yeah. for smaller businesses that might not have the bigger budget to hire out everything. Um, sometimes just rolling up your sleeves for 10 minutes a day will go a long way yeah. in the digital space. We were just talking before the cameras went on uh, and, and possibly a new challenge to go out um, for uh, the January to June blogs, postings that we put on our chamber website. So we put out one to two every week. Yeah. Knew we had to get back into that because 2018 we just didn't have that. Knew we had to get back into that just for basic Google SEO, yeah. let alone providing good quality content. Yeah. In order for me to do that, I knew I couldn't blog every day or every week. Right. It just probably would not happen. Schedule-wise. Schedule-wise. Yeah. So what I did is I locked myself in my apartment where we are right now, yep. for a full day, and I wrote 32 blogs to get us to that first kind of segment yep. to June. And, and making, and you and I were talking also that, you know, maybe I, 
it's one, probably hard to write 52 blogs in a day or two, but also by the time June comes, you may have a different angle on things. Right. So might, the, the world changes quick enough. But it's interesting when we talk about um, having time to do stuff, it'd be interesting to think that some of our small shops might have a second clerk or a third clerk. Yep. So the owner, the, the first clerk, maybe can take a day off, maybe not like binge on Netflix and maybe write 30 content things, video, right. blog, vlog, podcast, that. So I think even in that way, we're thinking, look, what actually makes sense for small business? What actually made sense for me, which was, I'm probably not gonna blog once a week. Yep. What I can do is do a batch of blogs, so batch marketing or batch content creating is something I think we wanna talk about more and, and explore more. Yeah, because it seems daunting at first. You're like, how am I gonna find the time? And then once you get into batching, and maybe it's different for people, maybe they right. batch one right. month at a time or something, but the freedom in that, when you can get into that <laughs> next week, we were talking about it the other the other day, yeah. you were like- You can schedule already, it. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, well, my blog post for tomorrow is already ready. Like how good it's this amazing. feels. Yeah. yeah, and I would say I usually get about 80% done um, and I still leave that 20% up for uh, in real time writing. Right. So I'll read through it again, say, man, this was wonky and switch that up, some grammar stuff. Yep. And so instead of a post, you know, and I'm a fast writer, yep. so um, just having written things for a long time. So people are always amazed when I write a blog in 30 to 60 minutes, because mm -hmm. some people take hours of it and, and you shouldn't. Yep. But let's just say I can even cut that 30 to 15 minutes. Like in yep. the morning, da, 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 reading through it, I feel good about that. Didn't hyperlink, da, da, da. Yep. pick a better picture, this picture works, 15 minutes and it's scheduled to go. So I'm still leaving, just know in terms of, we talk often about art and math and, and I still leave some of the art there, some of the, yep. some of the craftsmanship to be done that day. But otherwise, when you get to that blog, you said and there's 80% written for you, easy peasy. No, and I think also playing off your strengths, like you're lucky, you're a good writer, and I, I do a lot of content, it's kind of natural for me. There might be some people that mm -hmm. are better at just talking on a camera, or maybe they're just better with audio, like a podcast, or right. maybe they're hey, better at radio, just taking a yeah. photo. Um, figure out what your strength is, and then get some, maybe it's a staff member or somebody, um, a third party to help you with the pieces that are more challenging for you. Yeah, uh, I think that's important too, so. Um, figure out your strength, and then build around that. Good. Yeah, so um, that was great. That was a nice little piece that we just, we kind of went into. But I do think today for this uh, episode two, we want to talk about relationship, relationship building, um, and, and kind of using relationship as a keyword for what you're doing to develop your digital uh, audience. And, um, and so let's dive into a little bit of like, relationships and I think the the first one that I always point towards and the thing that we get wrong not we the chamber I think we the we small businesses is we want to go in for the kiss on the first date we're not good at the give 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 ask we're not good at the kind of the the timeline and and um, and kind of maturing an audience maturing a, a possible customer along that natural tendency to do that we want them in our store we want them buying our stuff and so we kind of jump the gun and i think you know i've always kind of seen it as you know as much just like in dating world you know you 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 would be very polite that first meeting and maybe the second date and the third date and you might get a kiss on the cheek the fourth like how do we because that's what we're looking at when we look at maturing our audience Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to think about that psychology when you're thinking about 
getting started with whether it's Facebook ads or content or whatever, the first whole phase is just kind of letting people know who you are. And then you can follow that up with campaigns where you're mm -hmm. going in for, hey, book with us for this special deal or come in to try our happy hour or all those types of things. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and that makes me think of a point, and, and I've heard this before, and I really do believe it, having been in this space for 10 years, you got to tell your narrative. Right. It has to be a true narrative. Yeah. I come from the world of, of organizational development, too. And there's, a, there's an old saying that, you know, don't watch, walk by shoddy product. And if you do, then you're not being, you're not helping your economy, whether that's the economy of this one business, the economy of your community, the economy of your region, state, yep. U.S. If you walk by crappy content or, or, cut or, or product or whatever, you're not doing it justice. And I think the same is true when, you know what, these why some people are struggling to get on social media or digital media is because they have crappy product. So like you're going to have to do kind of a soul searching and to build your new narrative. I think you can, I think a lot of people can create a good narrative. I think that, that the, the possibility is there, uh, but you got to find your angle. So if you're selling tchotchke things, it doesn't matter if your product's crap, but don't tell me it's really good. Right. And then I get a tchotchke thing, right? right? Like I get a cheap, piece of thing. It's just being authentic with your narrative. Yep. Um, and I do think that where small businesses may be struggling, I'm, ho I'm, I'm, I'm projecting here, not every small business. I think they're, they're struggling with time, resources, just understanding these platforms, these new ones. But I do think there's a segment that is struggling with this idea like, oh man, now I'm wide open. If I step my foot out there into the world, that leaves me open to comments on Yelp or comments on, yep. on other places. And if they had a bad stay, oh my gosh, the customer can tell people what's up. Yup, welcome yep. to the new world. So I think there's some, there's some fear in that as well. Yeah, I think you wanna be confident in your products, services, and just your customer service too, I think is a big thing. And um, throughout the state, there's varying levels of all those things. and. Um, it's definitely something to think about because um, social media is like word of mouth amplified. I was gonna say, do you think at the end, like we're in phase whatever of social media, let's get three phases down. Yeah. Does social media wipe out the, you know, if we look at a bell curve and like these, the, the right side of the bell curve is like top notch companies, they're killing it and they kill it even more when they go onto social media and share their story. You got middle of the, the, the bell curve, which, Eventually they'll they'll get over there, and then you just have like really bad businesses. Right. Do you think that social media in 2030, in 2040, just only like moves bad businesses out because now people can comment on that hotel or on that steak that I had at that bad restaurant, and does it move the pendulum a little bit further along the lines of like the only people that are left are like pretty good businesses, really good businesses, yeah. and awesome businesses? I think there'll be some changes because I mean even. Personally, right now, there's like review sites and Yelp mm -hmm. and stuff. And some of that stuff, I think you have to kind of take with a grain of salt because mm. there's a lot of, I think, just competitors commenting or people that are, I don't I don't think there's a complete truth in the review process right now. Okay. So I think yeah. one of the innovations we'll see is maybe like more accredited reviewers mm. having weight and maybe some fringe people that are just slamming people or praising people for no reason. Yep. I think hopefully- You're right, can... there has been a whole market now in 2018, 2019 where, I mean, half of that is all, if it's not bought, it's right. definitely influenced 
by companies to go onto their Amazon page. And I know, right. and I know personal ones that do that. Yeah. You know, I know like small businesses that, that yep, just chalk up like five, 10 stars yeah. um, to me. So for sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, social ice breaking. So when we're, we're looking at the macro of relationships, mm-hmm. I've kind of given my story about like, don't go in for the kiss on the first date and you'll probably be better off on Facebook, Instagram. Like, and what I mean is like that, that, that used car salesman. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like you're just gonna DM the person as soon as they follow you. Happens to me all the time on LinkedIn and I love it because then I know that it's just scammy yep. or just like they're looking for a quick sale. So I love accepting anybody on LinkedIn and then when they like hit me up in 30 seconds, I'm like, goodbye, thank right. you. I don't even want you in my portfolio. Yep. Um, so talk a little bit about, you, you've you talked about this before, kind of the social icebreaker. Yeah, and I think one example, I'll start with a bad example and then I'll, I'll provide <laughs> a good example. So like Instagram, for instance, there's a lot of people that think, um, or not a lot of people, but there's a strategy out there where people just put random comments under photos that have nothing to do with anything. And it's spammy and it's not genuine and people can see through that. Yep. Um, one of the ways that we've grown Vermonter Maid's presence is really just be you know putting just two seconds of thought into whatever the content is and being real like oh that looks like a you had a great day out on the mountain or yeah, whatever yeah. and making it contextual um, I think that's you know just one example of an icebreaker where you're just being a real person and sure it takes longer than just cutting and pasting one thing to everybody mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but it goes a long way mm-hmm. and, and I was just at the New York Times travel show a couple months ago and um, and, and I remember talking to you because we go to these travel shows, and I think there's a big debate right now about, especially with consumer shows, what's the what's the ROI of that? Especially mm-hmm. if they're they're costing you thousands of dollars to go down, put up a booth, that sort of thing. Yep. What's the ROI on fourteen hundred leads that just wanted the cheese that you had at your at your Vermont booth? Right. Um, so for an hour of it, just for testing, I sat down. And I just went on Instagram and looked at everybody that had hashtag New York Times Travel Show, yep. and I just started conversations with them. And this wasn't even DMing. This was just what you were talking about. Yeah. Like if they had posted something from Africa, I was like, oh, welcome to the States. Yeah. Uh, they, they had something that was, you know, at another mountain. I was like, hey, come try out some Vermont mountains, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. And we had a couple, you know, it was very light. I'm not sure what will come of it. It was one hour of 32 hours of standing. But it was just like shifting my mindset to being like, oh, I'm standing here. It's kind of dull right now. No one's yeah. walking by. What if I took an hour? Um, and, and we get some good engagement from that for sure. Yep. And, and some likes. And, 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 and to that end, and to your point, that social icebreaker, we were just having a conversation with Mikey C um, about building audiences. And part of that is like, you know, not every comment's going to get you a like, but, you know. If 50% of the, just you saying, hey, nice time on the mountain, hopefully you enjoy the snow, that person goes, oh, who's, who's Vermont or made, or who's, you know, Shires of Vermont? I like their photos, follow. That happens more times than I would say not. Yeah, and it, it works not just um, for customers, but like B2B, I've had it work quite a bit as well for some of my other, um, my other projects, you know, DMing realtors in an authentic way and, for a product that I or a service that I have for realtors and within a half hour having a conversation going with 15 different people mm-hmm. it's like where else can you do that so it's there's really a lot um, if you're real and authentic um, ways to break the ice and not just be another spammer or annoying whatever you right know, we've right. all seen that I and I gotta be honest and you know this of me and I've always tried to find your cheat and hack 
I'm like, but I don't, I'm not good at the dad jokes. So like, I'm not good at that kind of stuff. And so I think there is some reality of, of maybe practice makes perfect. So the right. more I do it, the better I'll yep. get. But usually I deploy you or Joe Fry or somebody, not and dad jokes is, is mean to say, but like just somebody that has those little quips that, that make it kind of a, a cutesy kind of a handshake, that a digital handshake that happens. Yeah, it's lightweight. Uh, and, and I'll try, but like I'm sure you and Joe look at the ones that are like, yep, that's Matt who says, hope you enjoy snow, Matt. You know, it's <laughs> Well, and you, you have a, re a really good uh, skill set of like a little bit longer form writing. Mm -hmm. You know, you've written That's books. probably my problem. Right, right. right. <laughs> right. I'm like, man, I want to write like, here's the Shires. It's in Tokonics, da, da, da. And yeah. you're like, just say hi. Well, just say hi. Yeah, I think, um, and being real with yourself about that too, noticing, okay, that's not my like best strength, but I know if I keep working mm, on mm -hmm. it weekly, I'm going to get better. And I think that's, you know, something for business owners to think about too, like maybe someone on their team or them, like whose strength is it to be, um, you know, customer service wise, um, just positive and all that kind of stuff. You want that on social as well. Yeah, I would, maybe side tangent, maybe this is, is part of all of this. But I've told you the story where I drive down my main street or, or throughout the Shires, and I'm looking at these stores in January, in February, 2 o'clock on a Wednesday. A lot of them craft stores, so I'm not really talking about dining, so to speak, but like going by a lot of these great mom and pop shops, I'm like, what are they doing right now? Like, right. I, I, and I, I don't mean that mean. I mean that like, wow, what does January or February in snowy Vermont where you're not that close to a mountain. So I wouldn't consider at least our, our southern shires um, right. mountain, uh, uh, getting receiving mountain tourists. So what are they doing at 2.30 on a Wednesday? Like I know what they're doing on Valentine's Day. I know what they're doing all of Christmas and winter, right. like December. I know what they're doing then. Yeah. Even sometimes summer because people are out walking. My God, what are they doing? To that point, are you teaching one or two people uh, at your counter Instead of reading a book, yep. instead of being on Facebook, be on Facebook with a purpose, be on Instagram with a purpose. I want to train you. I want to give you the competency to act on behalf of Hawkins House, on behalf of Naps, on behalf of Fiddlehead. I want you to be working those, those like you said, hashtag art. Yep. Talk to every art person. You, hashtag craft. Hashtag yep. jewelry. What are you doing otherwise? You're just standing there waiting for audience to come in. I'd rather double down on my time. Right. No, definitely. Whether it's reaching out through, you know, um, local content on Instagram or whatever, or maybe it's, you know, taking more photo content mm. of things within your business. Um, you could be stockpiling. Again, it's batching. <laughs> you're right. You're you right. Know? I'm thinking, I'm just laughing because I'm thinking in real time. I'm like, all the guitars and naps could be like, like yeah. everything in that store. Or a flower shop, just going yep. around and taking um, different shots of different bouquets from different angles. Yep. You can easily get, you know, probably 20 shots in a very short amount of time. And there's 20 days worth of, you still got to write some copy, but yep. there's like, tw you know, photo wise, you're good to go for a little bit. Yeah. So it's interesting. I think various businesses have various timetables and crunches. And it is interesting that the, 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 the most noise, positive, negative, doesn't really matter. The most noise comes from our um, our businesses that have products. And so here I am again thinking it's Wednesday at 2 p.m. in February in snowy Bennington or snowy Arlington or snowy whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, 
I know you don't have time to go to other things, but you probably have time at 2.30 to be like, like even if you had five minutes, couldn't you go around to your flowers or couldn't you go around? It's just an interesting perspective when people talk about time. Yeah. Maybe they're talking about management of time because right. I think everybody has time, but they may be thinking, look, I put in eight hours in a day and then I'm supposed to go home and do social media. Like yeah. when would I do social media? I'm like in those eight hours when you have, and I know a couple of these shop owners personally, like, I know you ain't doing anything like massive in February and March. I know you have high peaks to your store and low peaks. Yeah. In those low peaks, great time to take some flower photos. Well, and sure. I think it, there's two things to remember too when you talk about if you are going to use staff, because a lot of owners are actively working in Vermont businesses throughout the day. So it can be the owner, but in some cases you might have a manager or another person that you know is used to using social. I think there's two things you want to keep in mind. One is to make sure that anything they're going to do it's going to be positive, mm. like a tone of positivity. Otherwise, you really don't want them on your social because yeah. that's not going to help. The other is you want to make sure they're equipped. So and you as a business owner want to make sure you're equipped so you can even train them and yeah. Yeah. we can probably reference some tools to do that, you know, we'll put some links even for some lunch and learns and stuff like that that we've done already and right. I think there's a social media one out there that we've done. Um, you and I have also talked about, I think one of the, maybe the, the outcomes of this vodcast, maybe, and I was thinking about this this morning as we were getting ready for, for this one, is like, do you and I start making five minute videos, like literally how to post on Instagram? Like, how do we, right. how do we do that? Because I think some of that's like the interesting hurdle, maybe right. not even mindset, might not, may not even be down the road tactical. Mm -hmm. It may be literally this person doesn't know how to post on Instagram or doesn't know how to do a Facebook or yeah. doesn't actually understand boost. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit, let's move through the funnel. So when we talk about funnel, and just for people tuning in, if you're not familiar with the funnel concept, it pretty much says the relationship in marketing specifically, uh, which is kind of outward communication, outward brand management, that sort of thing, uh, is kind of seen as a funnel. On top of the funnel, uh, from a social digital perspective, is kind of all those pictures, short burst of content some some things are pretty valuable but but really that top of the funnel is just to get people's attention so you, yeah you want to be posting the best guitars the best flowers uh, the best sunsets to get people into your instagram facebook even go to your website and sign up for a newsletter and as you start to move down that funnel you're getting into what we call the middle of the funnel which is a little bit more of the uh, a stronger uh, give or even a stronger ask so let's with that in mind and well, I'll, as we talk about relationships, let's talk about the give, 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 ask model that you and I have have, have talked about. And, and obviously there are, are other media people bigger than us that, that uh, believe in that concept too. And it, I love it because it's how I think I naturally orient my life. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a person I think with a big heart that likes to help people. So the give, 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 ask model works for me. But I know, I know there are small businesses that struggle with it. Yeah, maybe one example, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like say photography, if you're a photographer, mm. um, the give is maybe you're um, posting a like great photos that you've done, shoots and stuff like that. But then maybe you're throwing in a post here and there about like how people can take a better photo with their iPhone. And that's kind of like a, you know, like a tip type thing um, where you're not 
asking them to book. You're just saying like, hey, I know you guys are going to take photos too. I'm the specialist. Here's a, a way to do this a little better yeah. Yeah. when you're not hiring somebody yeah. professional. I think I think the overall thought is to become the thought leader. Right. And it's what we talked last episode when I want the, per, the gym person to wake up every day and do a Facebook Live. Why? Because no, you're never going to be uh, the rock. Uh, you're never, but in your region, you may become the thought leader. So if if, if Tracy is waking me up every day and I only see Tracy's face, even if she's in my feed, right? I'm not even kind of following her, but she's right. always just there. Um, I'm going to instinctually think that Tracy knows the most about gym and weightlifting and all that kind yep. of stuff. Same with that. Like if you did all your great photos, you gave tips out because you're not really giving up. Like I know from just our, our camera guy to good photographers, like, thanks for the tips. I'll use them when I'm at a party taking right. a selfie. But I'm still going to call probably a professional if I want something professionally done. Right. So I think you're right, Aaron, where you've now, because you've given those tips, you've started the relationship. It becomes a little bit more middle of the funnel and you become the thought leader. And yeah. so when we talk about relationships, when we talk funneling, we're really talking about thought leadership. And you can be a thought leader in anything i yeah. think you can be a thought leader in flowers yeah. here's what you want to do with your daffodils they need this type of water they need yeah. this type of sugar you got to pick them at this time of day give me three tips end of the facebook live or end of like an image that yeah. you could do three steps absolutely yep and so that would be kind of like the the, the first phase of the funnel so you, over the course of time you're building an audience with all these people that have seen this you giving, you showing your expertise, and then maybe closer towards the bottom of the funnel is you targeting people that are, say if you're a, a flower shop or a photographer, people that are engaged, like to be mm -hmm. married, mm -hmm. you could send them content saying, hey, book me for your wedding. Yeah. And so you're taking them through learning about you, getting to know you, trust you, Comfortable. and then it's like, okay, here's my service. And then you're kind of going in for the ask at that point. I mean, I mean, I'm just kind of thinking. Let's let's go tactical with a couple different businesses that can right. do this. I'm thinking the chef at your favorite restaurant should somebody should be filming him or her right. once a week, if not once every night, with a camera, with maybe a Facebook Live, but maybe you're using Cat TV to come in and say, "Oh, Willie's cooking the steaks again," and here's his you know couple things and it can yep. be a five minute piece and all of a sudden I guarantee you especially in small rural Vermont southern Vermont yep. if you're putting pictures of steak up on Friday night and you're putting them up at like maybe four o'clock I'm definitely going to your place at six o'clock and yep. and I just think there's so much room for that to happen yep and just to go on the uh, restaurant one a little further because I used to be in the industry mm -hmm. I used to manage mm -hmm. a local place and um, so they have a lot of ideas in that space but uh, as far as like that funnel progression, having that weekly, that daily content where maybe you're giving out a recipe or maybe you're explaining why you use this type of cream and this mm -hmm. type of sauce, yep. educating, showing expertise, showing pictures of your great food. And then maybe that's the upper part of the funnel. The going in for the ask is running ads to people that have their birthday coming up, which is one of the filters you can do and saying, hey, come in for a free dessert for your birthday mm -hmm. with your group of friends or whatever. So that's kind of like progressing through that upper funnel down yep. into that nice. kind of going nice. in for the ask. Well, and, and so let's rewind. I think we kind of, which was great. We got yeah. down that road. Right. But the give, 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 ask model is basically saying, give more now in the front of the relationship, as many of us have been in relationships, probably understand that that's just inherently what you got to do, right. but do a lot of the giving because you can probably afford it. And 
kind of to your point. So give some recommendations on how to cook the steak. Give some, like, you're not giving money out. You're not right. giving, you're just giving highlights. And again, in a rural Southern Vermont economy, you're gonna stand out because we have this little bit of isolationist, like yeah. I keep my secrets to myself. Right. So if you were the flour person, the baker, yeah. the cook, the insurance guy, here's three ways to save this year that I figured out on your insurance form. If we provide those up front, we give, give, give. We don't take, we give, 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 ask. We, we, right. we say, hey, would you mind, You know, I'm gonna give you even a free dessert, come on in for your birthday, I'd like to meet you in person. We've talked about it yeah. just building the digital native in the Shire, Shires of Vermont campaign, which is yeah. the more we show real life in the Shires, when they get there, when the ask actually goes out, right. come to the Shires, here's a link to book a hotel room, they start to know the people around the, the, the social uh, sphere. No, definitely. And, and I think making sure that you're doing all this with like a good vibe energy to it, because people can tell if if you're just kind of prompting. I mean, human to humans can tell when humans are being jerks. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, maybe you're doing this in one month, people don't come in for that deal or whatever. I think it's as long as you're doing it with good energy and you're, you know, it's a long game thing, I think that's going to be a kind of like a attractive, contagious type vibe where it's just what you do and it's not because you're expecting anything at the end, but you're just, this is what your business does. Yep. You know? Yeah. And, and, and creating those events. I know we've got to wrap up, but I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I took a picture on my always onward VT handle because uh, I talked about it in one of our discussions, I think yep. maybe at social media lunch and learn, but I was in the village chocolate shop and right there while I'm p purchasing, you know, my weekly supply of chocolate uh, was the picture of the, the world's largest Reese's Pieces, which was just a fun event. Yeah. You know, um, and so it's about doing those things like enjoy the business you're running. Like yeah. If you're selling guitars, you're selling flowers and sell flowers and have a good time with yeah. it. Part of it, I think, with marketing, especially the new social media is like permission to that this can be kind of fun because I thought it was just going to be, you know, selling jewelry on Wednesday in February at 2.30 with nobody coming into my store. I think if you've got the time, make it enjoyable both for your audience, but also for you. No, definitely. All right, folks, that's the end of episode two for uh, Marketing Vermont. If you have questions or want us to talk about topics, please leave a comment in the, uh, in the section below and we will try to address them throughout the rest of the episodes. Thank you so much on behalf of Aaron uh, and myself, Matt. We want to thank you for tuning into this episode. Later. <laughs>